Praise God. This is Pastor Emmanuel Odedei, and it's my joy to welcome you to this podcast. As you listen and apply yourself to the Word of God, we commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So feel free to listen again and again until your faith comes alive. You shall testify. Thank you and God bless you as you listen and apply yourself to the word. Amen. Our prophetic theme for this month of July has been financial fortune is my heritage in Christ. Can we echo that together? Financial fortune is my heritage in Christ. And also, we have been looking at the teaching series, Gateways to Financial Fortune. And this is the concluding part of that teaching series, Gateways to Financial Fortune. And this is the part four of that teaching series. And since the month began, we have looked into God's word that as seeds of Abraham, financial fortune is our heritage. As seeds of Abraham, we have established that financial fortune is our heritage. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29. He said, if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed according to the promise. So everyone that belongs to Christ is the seed of Abraham according to that Galatians 3 and verse 29. And we are heirs according to the promise. So we have a heritage of financial fortune. How did God bless Abraham? Isaiah 51 and verses 2 and 3, which has been our anchor scripture for this month. He said, look unto Abraham that bear you. To look unto Abraham your father and to Sarah that bear you. He said, I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Made his substance to increase in the land. And he says, for the Lord will comfort Zion. It will comfort all our waste places. It will make our wilderness to be like the garden of Eden. And our desert shall be like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. That shall be your testimony forever in the name of Jesus. And let me remind all those who are connected to us online that we have a children's church winner's kit online. The children's church also have their own service that has been put together by the children's church teachers. So feel free to connect to their own service online as well as the teens church also. They have the teens church service that is ongoing right now. Please see the details on the screen. You go to our church website and you can connect to those platforms. If you have children or teenagers around you and the Lord bless them too in Jesus' precious name. We have also come to the realization in continuation of this topic of gateways to financial fortune, that there is what to do to access what God has promised. So we say we are heirs according to the, that which God has promised, but there is what to do to lay hold on that which God has promised. There is what to do to convert the spiritual blessings that are in heavenly places to what we need here on the earth. Ephesians 1 and verse 3, he said, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. But where are they? He said, they are in heavenly places in Christ. 
And where do we need them? We need them on the earth here. So there is what to do to access the financial fortune that God has ordained for us here on the earth. And several things have been said as to what to do all through this month to experience financial fortune. And without ambiguity, what do we mean by financial fortune? Because this is financial fortune banquet service. What do we really mean by financial fortune? Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. Financial fortune can be defined as a state where all things are bound towards you. He said, and the God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you having always all sufficiency in all things. That you may abound to every good work. Financial fortune is that state where always you have more than enough. Always having all sufficiency. Not just in some things, but in all things. So financial fortune is that state where God blesses you with everything you can imagine. But please take note of the following things that will help our understanding. Remember, this is the concluding part. We'll look at a few things in this service and I'm going to be releasing the blessing of God over every one of our online worshipers. And I pray that as this blessing will be released over you, it will speak over you in the name of Jesus. No more dryness in the name of Jesus. Say with me, no more dry season. Say one more time, say no more dry season. What are the important things we must note in order to enjoy our financial fortune that God has for us? Number one, we must understand that the world today is facing worst economic crisis in history. This understanding is crucial. Please follow me. The world today is facing one of the worst. It was worse before the pandemic, but the pandemic has made it worse. If there's any word like that, to become worsest. Shout hallelujah. So we are faced today, the entire world, with very worse economic crisis. In fact, in the United Kingdom, we have been told that the pandemic has set this nation back 40 years. You can imagine, things were bad enough before the pandemic, but the pandemic has made it even worse. And that is in line with scripture. Isaiah 60 and verse 1, he said, Arise, shine, for your light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2. He said, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth. And that is the interpretation of what the world is facing today. And even gross darkness the people. But look at the good news. But the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So even though gross darkness has covered the entire world, but God says, I will still arise upon you. And his glory shall be seen. I pray no matter what is going on in the world, the glory of God will be seen over you. In the name of Jesus. The glory of God will be seen over your life. In the name of Jesus. So prophetically, we are going through a very, very terrible situation all over the world. But you know, the interesting thing about this, according to Matthew 24 and verse 8, 
that this is even only the beginning. Matthew 24, and verse, if you back up, please back up to verse 6. Matthew 24 from verse 6. He said, you shall hear wars and rumors of war. You, you see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But he said, the end is not yet. You know, during this pandemic, we've had many people from various school of the thought, oh, it's the end of the world. God is saying here that we hear all this terrible news, but the end is not yet come. He said, nations will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, not one, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. As if that is not enough, verse 8 says, but all these are just the beginning. Beginning of sorrows. So it is wisdom for us to know what to do. To be exempted from this end time plague that has covered the world. Unfortunately, a day of gloominess and darkness is still ahead. In Joel chapter 2 and verse 2. The Bible also describing the state of the earth that we are going through right now. He said a day of darkness, a day of gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, they had not been ever like. Neither shall there be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. Talking about the army that God will raise in the midst of this day of darkness. I pray for you and your family. No matter what is going on in the world, it will not come near you. In the name of Jesus. He said, only with your ears will you hear, but it will not come near your dwelling place. In the name of Jesus. The evil of the last days will not come near your dwelling place. In the name of Jesus Christ. So what do we do to be exempted? From the evil that is going on in the world. How can we be exempted? The answer is simple. And that's what we have looked at all through this month. The covenant is God's exemption plan for his people. The covenant. Say with me the covenant. The covenant. The covenant. The covenant is God's exemption plan for his people. That no matter what is going on in the world, there is a way of escape. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. He said there is no trial. There is no temptation that is taking you. But such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not allow or suffer you to be tempted above what you are able to bear. But with the temptation we make a way of escape. Say with me there is a way out. Say one more time. Say there is a way out. God of heaven will show you the way out. In the name of Jesus Christ. And one of those ways to be free from the evil going on in the world, especially that of economic crisis, for you to enter a world of financial fortune is the covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. That's why the Bible says, remember the Lord your God, because he's the one that gives you power to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto your fathers. So, the covenant is God's exemption plan to be free 
from economics woes that is befalling the world. The covenant. What is this covenant? No ambiguity. Is the covenant of giving. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. Why the earth remaineth? What happens? Seed time and harvest. Summer, winter, day, night shall not cease. So the covenant is activated by giving. What makes you to be a partaker of this covenant is through your giving. It is giving that activates the covenant. It is giving that activates the covenant. It is giving that separates and distinguishes God's people from others. He said, I will distinguish between those who are serving me. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 18. I will discern between the righteous and the wicked and between him that serves God and him that serveth him not. I will make a distinction that no matter what is going on in the world, there will be a distinction. God will differentiate you between you and the world in the name of Jesus. No matter the evil that is going on in the world, it will not come near your dwelling place in the name of Jesus Christ. So the covenant is the key to a world of financial fortune, but the covenant is only activated by your giving. It is through our giving that the covenant is activated. Remember, God is always faithful with his own part of the deal. Usually we are the variable. We are the variable. God is always faithful with his own part. But it is you that give your tithe today and tomorrow you forget to give it and then next month you eat it up again. God is always constant. You know, he says in Psalm 89 verse 34, my covenant I will not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. If I say it, I have what it takes to bring it to pass. I pray that God's word will not fail in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. But please take note of this. The covenant does not just empower us for wealth. It also terminates all forms of misfortune. The covenant does not just empower us for wealth. Not only for monetary things. But it terminates every form of misfortune. What does that mean? Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. I've said in the course of this month that... Even unbelievers, some of them get rich. But the difference between the blessing of God over the believer and the riches of the unbeliever is the, the preservation, the preservative that comes with the blessing of God. He said the blessing of the Lord, it does what? It maketh rich and it adds no sorrow with it. When the blessing of God is upon a man, there can be no sorrow mentioned with it. I pray for you, the blessing of God that you are receiving in this financial fortune banquet, it shall be without any form of sorrow in the name of Jesus Christ. The blessings of God over you shall be preserved in the name of Jesus. So the difference is that covenant people enjoy financial fortune that terminates all forms of misfortune. So covenant people have always been exempted from the horrors and the hardship of hard times. And that's why I know because you are a covenant practitioner 
I see God preserving you in the name of Jesus. We saw another account in Genesis chapter 47. Just to let us know that whatever hardship the world is going through today is not new. Is not new. But God also has made a way of escape for us. Whatever the world is going through today is not new. Genesis 47 and verse 15. And remember we said this is just the beginning. Genesis 47 and verse 15. It said, And when money failed in the land of Egypt, money lost its value. Money failed. Money failed. And in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph, saying, Give us bread. And of course, he gave them bread. After that, they brought their cattle, verse 17. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph. They begin to sell their possession just to eat. As if that was not enough. They came again in verse 19. Wherefore shall we die before your eyes? Both we and our lands. Buy us and buy our land for bread. People were selling their land. And as a result of that, all the land was converted to that of the king in those days. People sold themselves, sold their land, sold their possession just to eat. A very severe situation that they found themselves. But God always have a way out in the midst of economic hardship that the world might be going through. And that's why I pray for you once again. No matter what is going on in the world, God of heaven will show you a way out. In the name of Jesus, grace to walk in the covenant. Receive it afresh in the name of Jesus. This is what I found out. There are many who receive the word, but only a few are doers. And it is only those who do the word that are blessed. It is only those who do the word. James chapter 1 and verse 25. James chapter 1 and verse 25. God does not just bless us when we hear the word. In fact, back up to verse 22. James 1 from verse 22. He said, be, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. What? Deceiving your own self. And verse 25. He said, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, continue doing it. You are paying your tithe, you are engaging in blessing the poor, you continue in it, whether it's, it's favorable or not. He said, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Watch out for that man. He shall be blessed in his deed. In this man, no matter what is happening, will be blessed in his deed. So it is not so much about the hearer, but the doer of the world. Receive grace once again to be a doer in the name of Jesus Christ. So remember, as we begin to move on in this service, the primary purpose of kingdom work is for the promotion of his kingdom. God will only bless those who will use those resources to advance his kingdom. Because the primary purpose for kingdom wealth is for the promotion of the kingdom. Is for the promotion of the kingdom. If God can find you faithful, that you will use the money, the resources that he puts into your hand to promote his kingdom, then he has found one that can be trusted 
and you'll be exempted from the economic crisis in the world. I pray for you. You will not miss out of it in the name of Jesus. Haggai chapter 1. Haggai chapter 1. And if you read from verse 3, the Bible make it clear there of what was going on at that time in verse 4. Told us that is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses and my house lie waste? Is it fair that you are living in sealed houses? Everything is sealed, everything is nicely done in your own houses. But my house is lying in waste. Verse 5, he said, consider your ways. Consider your ways. It's not right. Verse 8, what does he want us to do? He said, go to the mountain, bring wood, build my house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified. When you use your resources to build my house, to advance the things of my kingdom, then I will take pleasure in it. And I will also take pleasure in your prosperity. Psalm 35 and verse 27. He said, let them shout for joy that favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which add pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So as you use your resources to advance my kingdom, I will take pleasure in it. And also, I will take pleasure in your prosperity. I will delight in prospering the work of your hand. Testimonies abound of how God has been changing people's story. And can I say this to you? God has also visited me financially this morning, I tell you. God has also visited me financially this morning. Because this thing works. He is not just the one preaching or saying it. He's the one doing it. I pray for you once again. Receive grace to be a doer of the word in the name of Jesus Christ. So in this service, we will be looking at seven keys to experiencing financial fortune. Seven vital keys to a world of financial fortune. And I'd like you to listen. And also I want to appreciate God for all those who are joining us for the first time. There's a word that God has for you. Lay hold on these seven keys, which are summary of things we have looked at all through the month and new things that God will be opening your eyes to. And I pray that from this day, 26th of July, 2020, from today, no more downtime for you financially. Everything that looks like financial hardship is over forever in the name of Jesus Christ. Number one, what are the vital keys to a world of financial fortune? Number one is that you must be spiritually minded. You must be what? spiritually minded. Romans chapter 8 and verse 6 is said to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded, what does it lead to? Life and peace. Be spiritually minded to enjoy this war of financial fortune. Carnally minded people who live in sin cannot access this world of financial fortune. You can even be a believer, but if you are carnally minded, because, listen to me, it is not all believers that are spiritually minded. You can be a believer, but your mind 
if we are to take a video to video what is going on in your mind will it be something to be watched be spiritually minded what does this mean mind the things of the spirit be sensitive to the things of the spirit what god will be showing you per time don't meditate on negative things don't think of things of this world things that corrupt the mind romans chapter 12 and verse 2 romans chapter 12 and verse 2 he said don't be conformed to this world those who are conformed to this world get deformed he said but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good acceptable and perfect will of god don't be conformed to the things of this world but be transformed let your mind be renewed how can you be spiritually minded by taking heed to the things of the word of god meditating on the word he said you'll be able to prove that which is good accept and perfect will of god the will of god is the word of god so by being spiritually minded settling down with the word of god paying attention to the things of the world your mind is renewed and you're able to live a life that is pleasing to god because for instance i've said this before somebody who is carnally minded when the resources when the blessing comes they begin to engage in all forms of say there are some people the money the race they got financial race they got is what put them in trouble in fact because of the resources that came into their hand they lost their faith they pierced themselves with many sorrows that's what the bible called it first timothy chapter 6 and verse 10 he said the love of money is the root of all evil which some coveted after they erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows so when you are not spiritually minded what is supposed to be a blessing becomes a source of erring from the faith that shall not be you in the name of jesus so what is the key in order to ensure that you are spiritually minded live a godly life first timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 first timothy chapter 4 he said bodily exercise profited little first timothy 4 and verse 7 he said exercise thyself rather unto godliness verse 8 he said for bodily exercise profited little but godliness is profitable unto how many things all things he said having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come so godliness living a godly life and being spiritually minded does not just profit you now it profits you in the life that is to come so being spiritually minded means to live a godly life minding the things of the spirit at all times receive grace in the name of jesus christ number two what are the keys to a world of financial fortune engage tirelessly in covenant practice engage tirelessly in covenant practice all through this month those who have been joining us you would have heard the word covenant practice what is covenant practice we said it is the law of giving and receiving always sowing seed always looking for opportunity to be a blessing 
being faithful in your tithe, in your offering, giving to the poor, giving to people around you. Covenant practice is the key to enjoying a world of financial fun. But the main point there is to engage tirelessly in it. There are people who start it but can't continue. So God wants us to continue in covenant practice. Because the one that continues is the one that will reap the blessing. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 1. He said, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. And in verse 3, it tells us that anyone that looks, if the cloud be full, he said they will empty themselves upon the earth. And in verse 6, Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 6, in the morning sow your seed. In the evening, don't withhold your hand. Don't say, well, I paid my tithe last month. I, I didn't even see any blessing. He said, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, neither this or that, or whether both day alike will be good. Keep sowing your seed. Don't be weary. Galatians 6 and verse 9. He said, don't be weary in well-doing, for you will reap in due season. But it is if you faint not. So be tireless. Keep giving. Keep sowing. God sees you. And he will reward you in Jesus' name. Number three, walk in financial integrity. What is the key to a world of financial fortune? Walk in financial integrity. Walk in financial. Let your walk be straight with God. And can I say this? Your walk, W-A-L-K, with God is more important to him than your walk for him, W-O-R-K. Your walk with him, walk in financial integrity. There are people, even though they are believers, they cannot be trusted. They are not walking in financial integrity. Anytime they hear money, they forget about their faith. They can't be trusted. You put money in their hand, they can lie to your face that they didn't get money from you. Zechariah chapter 5, we saw this in the course of the month. He said the curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. Don't steal from verse 3 to 5. Don't steal the things that belong to another person. He said this is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. For everyone that stealeth, that steals, shall be cut off as on this side according to it and everyone that sweareth shall be cut off as on this side according to it the curse of the Lord is going forth all over and it is looking for the house of the thief in fact Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 7 the Bible puts it this way he said as Jeremiah please from, move blesses the man that trusts in the Lord whose hope is there. move to verse 8 please he said, for he shall be as a tree that planted by, by the waters and spreadeth out a root by the rivers and shall not see when, when it cometh. For a leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Please move to verse 9. He said, the heart is deceitful. Above all things and desperately wicked, who can know it? Let's look at verse 11. Verse 11. He said, as the partridge 
sits on the egg and does not hatch them, just like the partridge sits on the egg and does so is one that gets rich and not by right. He will leave the riches in the midst of his days, and at the end, he shall be a fool. You will not be a fool in the name of Jesus. Anyone that wants to get rich, but not by the right means, he said he will leave the riches in the midst of his day. He will be cut off. And at the end, people will say, ah, look at that fool. Because he's trying to get rich, but not through the right means. Financial integrity is key to a world of financial fortune. Don't swindle your friends that you came together to do business. Don't say, oh, I, I'm just being smart. No, it does not last. It does not last. It does not last. Psalm 73 and verse 17. Psalm 73 and verse 17. When David entered into the sanctuary, he said then, I understood their head. If you have time, read from the beginning and then you get to that verse 17 and verse 18. Told us what the end. He said, surely God set them in slippery places. He said, you cast them down into destruction. That is the end of everyone who wants to get rich but not doing it God's way. Not doing it the right way by swindling others. Not working in financial integrity. He said, when I entered the sanctuary, I understood what their end was. And they find themselves in slippery places. And at the end, they are destroyed. That shall not be you in Jesus' name. Number four, very quickly, key to a world of financial fortune. Be committed to being a blessing. Be committed to being a blessing. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Remember from verse 3, talking about Abraham. It was said that God will bless him and will cause everyone that curse him and in him shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God's desire is that you are not just blessed for yourself, but you are a source of blessing to everyone around you. So, it is your commitment to being a source of blessing that keeps the heaven open over you. Your commitment to being a source of blessing is what keeps the heaven open over you. I pray over you. Can you lift up your two hands to heaven, wherever you may be right now? I decree the heavens over you. Be open in the name of Jesus. I decree the heavens over you. Be open in the name of Jesus. No more dryness in the name of Jesus. Beyond this month, God will prosper you. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' precious name. So be committed to being a blessing. Abraham was committed to being a blessing. He said, through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Job also, Job 29 and verse 4, he said, as I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. Job chapter 29 and verse 4. As I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. And what did Job do? Verse 12, we saw part of the reason why God blessed Job. Verse 12 of that, Job 29. He said, I delivered the poor that cried. I rescued the fatherless and him that had not to help him. 
I became a source of her. Verse 13. He said, the blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me. And I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I pray for you, you will always be a source of blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ. I remember one of us who was sharing the testimony with me in the course of this past week. In, in his place of work, there was a conspiracy in his life. The gang up against him, did all manner of lies, and then because of that, he was suspended. And I told him, I said, God has just decided to reward you for all your labor in his house. You know what happened? From the beginning of March, if they knew there would be pandemic that would lead to lockdown, they wouldn't have suspended him. From the beginning of March up until this last week, this man was not going to work, but he was getting paid every week. And by the time they finished all the investigation, they found nothing. And you know what? He's one of our brothers, the head of our transport in this church. He's one of our brothers who has been delivering food parcels to people because the church has been running a food bank all through this lockdown. And every weekend he's going from house to house delivering food. God needed to use him to be a blessing. And God was fighting his battle for him. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. Every conspiracy of hell over your life, it shall come to naught in the name of Jesus Christ. Just be committed to being a blessing and heavens will be opened over you. This brother was just collecting money every week. They were doing their investigation all through lockdown. And by the time they came back just this last week, they said, you have no case to answer. You can resume back your work. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. I pray for you, God will surprise you. But the key is to always be willing and committed to being a blessing. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24. There is that scatters and yet increases. There is he that we told more than he needs per time. And that man tends to poverty. So be a blessing. Don't keep holding things to yourself. Look for somebody you can be a blessing to. Look for somebody that God can use you. To change their story. And as you do that, God will keep lifting you in the name of Jesus. Number five, seek continuous guidance in your endeavors. Number five, do what? Seek continuous guidance in your endeavors. We looked at this, that divine direction. We, we spent quality time on this last Sunday talking about the power of divine direction. One of the ways in which God blesses us is by directing us. But we must be willing to seek that guidance. Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 17. Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 17. He said, I'm the Lord, your God, your Redeemer, the only one of Israel. I'm the Lord that teacheth thee to profit. And I will lead you by the way that you should go. And verse 21. He said, they tasted not when he led them through the desert. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He claimed the rock also, and waters gushed out. So, as long as it was God that was leading them, they didn't lack, they didn't suffer. Don't say that because of this pandemic, you will begin to take certain steps that you know you have not been taking before. 
negatively. No, go to God. Lord, what are you saying? Don't go into a business because everybody is rushing into it. Lord, what are you saying? He said, I'm standing at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. It is anyone that opens the door that allows me that I will come in and dine with him. So don't lead yourself. Let God lead you. Don't lead yourself. Let God be the one leading you. Because they tasted not when he led them through the desert. If it is God that is leading you, you can be sure that he will lead you to a place of abundance. No more scarcity for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. We saw in Genesis 26 when Isaac also wanted to go out of the land like Abraham did. Genesis 26 from verse 1. And God appeared to him and said, and the Bible says, and the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, beside that one, Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. Verse 2. And God appeared to him, don't go down to Egypt. Egypt talks about those unbelievers. Egypt talks about the old ways. Dwell in this land that I will tell you and I will prosper you in this land. Wherever you may be right now, I decree the blessing of God will answer for you in the name of Jesus. As you are guided and directed by him, God of heaven will lead you to the place of abundance in the name of Jesus. Remember I said the Lord is my shepherd that shall not want. If it's your shepherd, you cannot want any good thing. Number six, also be committed to thinking and speaking covenant-rooted words. Be committed to thinking and speaking covenant-rooted words. You have heard this before, that life drifts in the direction of our thoughts. Whatever you are thinking about is the direction in which your life is going. That's why you hear people say, I thought as much. What that meant was that what is happening to them now is what they thought of before. Life drifts in the direction of our thought. Proverbs 23 and verse 7, scripturally, the Bible says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever you think, is what you eventually become. That is why for you to enjoy abundance, you must think right. Think covenant-rooted way. Speak covenant-rooted words. Don't think negative. Don't think of losing your job. Don't think of things going worse for you. Think right. Bible speaking in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 6, he said, don't say before an angel, that it was an error. Suffer not your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Neither say thou before an angel it was an error. He said, where should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hand? I pray the work of your hand shall not be destroyed. But please don't destroy it with your mouth. There are things people say, ah, I'm very, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. They say all manner of negative things. Oh, if, if you... Shake me and drop it. Not one penny will drop. No. Speak right. Speak right. Speak right. Don't speak poverty. You can listen to this. Listen to this. You cannot speak poverty and mistakenly become prosperous. You cannot speak poverty and mistakenly become prosperous. You want to be prosperous? Speak right. Say what you want to see. Don't speak poverty. Don't speak lack. 
Don't speak even your negative current situation. Speak what you want to see. Everyone that has enjoyed abundance has always spoken right. That's why they say, let the poor say what? I am rich. Don't say, I'm rich. Because there's a way you say you are rich. <laughs> you say, I'm rich. <laughs> the way you say everybody knows that you don't have any money the way you are saying it. You say it boldly. You say it confidently. And God will back you up in the name of Jesus. Lastly, number seven, keep rejoicing. Keep rejoicing. It is the access to your returns. Many are sowing, but because of sorrow of heart, they are not seeing commensurate returns. We looked at all that in the course of the midweek services. Please go back to all the messages on our YouTube channel. Please, you know, dwell on those, on those words. Read the books of the month. Pick one before the month is over. Dwell on it. Let this word, you know, dwell richly in your heart. According to scripture, keep rejoicing. Keep rejoicing. Many are sowing. But the reason why they are not accessing the return is because they allow sorrow. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 47. He said, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. He said, in nakedness, in sorrow, in want of all things, they will serve their enemy. That will not be you in the name of Jesus. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17, before we round up, it says, even though the fig tree will not blossom, there may not be hard in the store. It said, the labor of the olive will fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off. There shall be no hard in the store. Verse 18, yet, say with me, yet, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I say, when God sees this, he will make my feet, verse 19, like ice feet, and I will walk upon my high places. He said, the Lord God is my strength. Remember, the joy of the Lord is what? Is our strength. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. When you rejoice, there is an unusual strength that comes inside of you. That is what joy does. The strength of God is for those who rejoice in God. And they are ushered to the world of financial fortune. Rise up on your feet with me. Lift up your voice to heaven, wherever you may be, and begin to appreciate God. If anything has dropped for you, out of those seven keys that God has delivered to you, give him praise, give him thanks for what he has done. Give him all the glory. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Be thou exalted. Be thou glorified. Blessed be your holy name. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. It's important for me to let you know that all the things we have talked about cannot be your experience until you give your life to Jesus. John chapter 1 and verse 12. As many as received him, they are the ones he gave power to become whatever they want to become, including power to get wealth. So you are here, connected to this service, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Give me the privilege to pray for you so that Jesus can come into your heart and turn your life around. And anyone like that, raise up your right hand wherever you are, in front of your device, wherever you are, raise up your right hand. And say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this privilege to give my life to you. I know I'm a sinner, but you came to die for me. 
Father, forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I believe I am saved and born again. Thank you for saving me. Jesus, forgive my sin. Write my name in the book of life. From today, I belong to you. In Jesus' precious name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired to take steps towards a closer walk with God and towards the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life. We would like to hear from you through our various social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WCIB UK. You can also watch our past and latest videos on YouTube by searching for Winners Chapel Birmingham UK. Till next time, remember, Jesus is love.